0: You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy Odd along with Bruce Marshall, executive editor of the Golds Heat, and we look at the championship Saturday in the late session. This is the afternoon or evening kickoffs and the prime time. So we got a 3:30, 4, 4 I'm sorry, a 330, 3-4 o'clock Eastern kickoffs. And two eight Eastern kickoffs, and we start off with the one that's a little bit earlier than the uh, the three that go at four Eastern. This one's at three thirty on ESPN Eastern Time. The CUSA, I'm fine. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, uh, help me out with this. The Sun Belt, they get the fun belt. I'm sorry, Bruce. Troy against Coastal Carolina, and well. Coastal without Grayson McCall is a, is a big drop off. They get blasted last week after taking an early lead against James Madison. This one is at Troy. They play on the home turf. They're nine and a half and forty eight. This started at about five, so they really have pounded. Looking to take advantage of the Coastal without Grayson McCall. So, do you have some value with Coastal or man, they just can't compete without Grayson McCall? Bruce Troy is nine and a half and forty eight.
1: Well, that was certainly troubling last week. I mean, even even if McCall's not in there, I mean, to lose what forty-seven to seven to James Madison, that's that's not too good. Now, Madison's tough. I mean, that that's the best rushing defense in the country, uh, the Dukes have. But still, to get a boat race like that uh, was not a good look. Now, it's uh, that's all behind now, and uh, it looks like Noah McCall again this week. So. But there's, a, there's some evidence there that, I mean, he's been so much to this team the last couple of years that the offense just doesn't move quite the same without him. I, I'll tell you what, you know, we, we've talked in other podcasts and the one previously this week, we talked about the Sonny Dykes probably being a coach of the year. And, and we've talked about Lincoln Riley, the great job. He's turned USC into Oklahoma in a year. So quite a job there. I'm not sure anybody's doing a much better job than John Sumrall. At, uh, at Troy. They haven't lost a game since um, uh, mid September, that, that, uh, that game at App State where they got hit with the, the, the Hail Mary right at the end of the game. Um, and Sumrall, I mean, in retrospect, the people, the people at Troy think that maybe Sumrall uh, should have been hired a couple of years ago when they hired Chip Lindsay instead off of Gus's staff at Auburn and uh Summerall had been there. He went up to Kentucky, had been at Troy. He went up to Kentucky, worked for Mark Stoops the last couple of years, but defensively, I mean, they're awfully awfully sound and uh and and they've just continued to win and get better as the season has gone on. I'd be very reluctant to trust uh Coastal here without uh, McCall in the game. And Troy is a really really good uh, side. Um, so, uh, 31 to 20, uh, Troy, uh, but I'd watch that point spread. I mean, as we get here closer to kickoff it you know, uh, w- we'll see if there's going to be more Troy money coming in. That wouldn't surprise me. This team has been really good.
0: Yeah. Right now it's uh, nine and a half and four to eight. Yeah. Uh, but Bruce, I, I, if you like Troy and I do too, I would suggest on getting this, uh, now, uh, even yeah. though it's, it's moved and you feel like I didn't get the, uh, the best number. If you like them, I, I think it's only going up. I really yeah. do. I don't see any sharp action coming in uh, on uh, Coastal Carolina. Coastal, uh, two games without McCall, uh, they won a very close game but did not cover against Southern Miss, and then they got blasted, like we said, against James Madison. Troy, on the other hand, was very was respect, uh, respectable uh, against Ole Miss in Oxford, lost 28-10 to 10 in the open of the year, and then they've ripped off every game minus the Hail Mary at Boone against App State, when. Game day was there after App State had beaten AM. I mean, they have been wonderful this year, and they were a big dog and covered easily in that game. So, man, Troy is really rolling, and now Coastal at less than 100%. And I'll go back and I'll reference our Sun Belt preview. Coastal lost everybody. It's Grayson McCall having to carry this team on his shoulders. Now that he's gone, I'm surprised they even beat Southern
1: Miss. One other point here. Uh, Chat Jamie Chadwell's name keeps coming up for uh, these openings. And at some point, you wonder if that's going to become a distraction. Uh, because, I mean, he's primo there. I mean, he he can probably pick his spot when he goes. But they're talking about him again. And you just wonder at some point if that becomes a distraction. We'll see.
0: Is it a distraction or is it a rallying call? Bruce Marshall, we, we've been doing this too long. Uh, you segue beautifully into our next game in a four o'clock Eastern kickoff. Uptown New Orleans, it is Willie Fritz. You want to talk about a coach who has exceeded their win total? Fritz has done it in a big way as well. Four o'clock Eastern kickoff on ABC. Tulane gets the home game here after their win in the last minute against Cincinnati at Cincinnati. They're 3 and 56 and a half against Central Florida. Willie Fritz, a lot of rumors. Actually, a lot of uh, a lot of my connections in New Orleans expect him uh, to accept the job at Georgia Tech after this game. But can it be a rallying cry for this magical season for the Greenies? Again, they lost against Central Florida by seven earlier.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm a big Fritz fan, and I know you are too. And uh, we followed him, and, and last year was just a one-off and saw all the things that went wrong, and the hurricane displaced them, and you know some of the staff things. I mean, that, it's a throwaway last year. But even with all the distractions that Tulane had last year, Jimmy, uh, in November they pulled it together and we're playing their best football down the stretch last season. Aside from that opener against Oklahoma when they came really close, and that was before uh, Ida hit too, and then everything got turned upside down. But they did pull it together at the end of last season. This year has been a – you know, pretty much from the start here, you could tell this thing was different. You know, th- these guys beat the Green Wave, beat Kansas State, um, and, uh, I, on the road. Uh, tell me, that doesn't look like a good win right now. And about the only thing, uh, that Fritz didn't do this season was beat UCF in that game three weeks ago at Yuleman. They fell behind kind of early in that game. And, and I think the concern that, uh, that Fritz has here is figuring out a way to better contain John Rice Plumley the other way because Plumley hurt them. He ran for, uh, he ran for a long touchdown in the first quarter. Another touchdown in the third quarter. He had 176 yards rushing in that game for Gus. Now We we knew Plumlee could run, and I think this is a great transfer for him, and uh, Gus has been able to benefit. But, you know, like you mentioned before, Jimmy, earlier this week, I mean, sometimes these, I mean, the first meetings don't translate always into the second game. So Fritz has had time to make adjustments. Uh, Pratt has been a very efficient quarterback for them this season. I love all those runners at Tulane. Uh, Quick, they hit the hole hard, and, uh, you know, they went to Cincinnati and won last week. By the way, Willie Fritz now, 14-3 uh, and three against the spread since uh, last November. So they have been offering great spread value for a while. Uh, I'm, I, I don't think UCF can win twice uh, at uh, Yulman in three weeks. So I'm going to go uh, with the Willie Fritz here in uh, this one. 36-27 uh, uh, Tulane. Probably be a fun game to watch. But this time I think Fritz uh, lands ahead. The only thing I'd regret is if he does take this Georgia Tech job, he probably won't coach the Wave in a bowl game. And this team, uh, I would like to see full strength through the Bulls. But that's the way it goes.
0: Yes, indeed. So uh, Tulane uh, minus a three against Central Florida. All right, uh, 4 o'clock Eastern on CBS at the Mercedes-Benz Dome in downtown Atlanta. Georgia 17.5 and and 51 over LSU. So LSU and USC with those high-profile hires very um, very similar seasons uh, as uh, LSU, uh, both ahead of schedule, uh, getting in these conference championship games. But LSU has now out of the uh, playoff uh, consideration after being upset as a double-digit favorite. Another one of those seven double-digit dogs to win outright AM and m over LSU. And how about this? LSU barely covering the summertime spread. That's right, back in the summer, AM was 16 over LSU. They lose by 15. Weight off their shoulders, play loose and, uh, loose and free against the powerful dogs. Dogs 17 and a half and 51.
1: Well, let, let's see how Jaden Daniels is. I mean, he's, he was walking out of uh, Kyle Field with a boot on his uh, ankle. They, it's not a high ankle sprain, so I guess he's going to go here. But uh, if he's limited somewhat in his mobility – that wouldn't be good, and if he gets knocked out of the game, or, I mean, Nussmeier, they like Nussmeier, but he's had very little work this season, so that would not be a very good uh, plan B for uh, LSU if it had to go that way. So assuming Daniels is in there, though, I mean, they have been—they had been pretty consistent all year, except for the Tennessee game when they really laid an egg. I mean, this team was good enough to beat Alabama and, and, and had a chance to get in the Final Four until the last weekend. So, you know, I expect them to to show up and and play. There is a history in SEC championship games recently. The Dogs have covered four of the last five. Now, the one they didn't was that game the Joe Burrow team went in and played Georgia, by the way, the last time LSU has played the Bulldogs, 37-10. They romped in that one in 2019. But that's the only one of the last five in the SEC title games where the underdog uh, has not uh, covered. Kirby's going to hear about this all week because Georgia's in the same position, Jimmy, as it was last year uh, when they were number one going into the SEC title game, uh, and they came out a little bit flat. Now, Alabama last year was in position it had to win to get in the Final Four. That's a little bit different than the LSU this year. But uh, Georgia has had a ten – we know how good they are, and, and, and we've seen it. We, we, I mean, the, the Oregon game and the first three quarters of the Tennessee game were, I think, the best – seven quarters of football I've seen from any team this year. And I think if we're going to see those sorts of efforts again from Georgia, they might not be here. They might be in the in the semifinals or the finals. Uh, because this spot like I said, it's it's sort of a flat spot here uh here for Georgia and I don't know that they're going to be able to handle this this spread. They're going to have to really be firing on all cylinders. Unless they're just really mad from last year and and Daniels isn't isn't at 100%. I don't think they get there. That's just a lot of points to give uh, LSU. So 31-20 is my score forecast here. That's plenty of cushion there for LSU. As long as Daniels plays and he's near 100%, uh, that's the way I'd look.
0: Well, in the year of the playing games with uh, college quarterbacks availability, um, Brian Kelly has been very uh, very upfront and honest uh, in his first year uh, at LSU. He says he will play. He will be fine. So uh, we will see. But, again, uh, it is it is. we have seen some game flat-out games uh, being played with some of these uh, quarterbacks' uh, availability. And as far as history is concerned, this will be the fifth time that LSU and Georgia meet uh, in the SEC championship game. 2003, 2011, and 2019, LSU routed Georgia. Les Miles' first team, 2005, Georgia routed LSU. Never has the 17.5 points covered uh, in this series. So, We'll see. But, listen, those are some pretty damn good teams on the LSU side. 3-19, uh, and 19, they won it all in 11. It took a great Alabama team and a rematch to beat them in one of the best regular seasons ever. Uh, so LSU plus the seventeen and a half. Third game four o'clock Eastern kickoff. This one's on Fox. It's all network TV: ABC, CBS, and Fox. It's old school. Bruce Boise State three and a half and fifty four uh, at home on the Smurf turf against Fresno State. After all of this Air Force and San, Is- San Jose State and all of this, we're back to normal. Boise State against Fresno State in the Mountain West.
1: Yeah, and we are back to normal. Jeff Tedford's back at Fresno, back uh, to normal there, and it wasn't looking that good at the first half of the season for Fresno, but they're on the fire now. They've won seven straight. Jake Hayner, their quarterback, was out for about a month. That ankle injury he suffered in the SC game on September 17, but he came back in the lineup the second half of the season, put up some pretty good numbers, and Fresno keeps on winning, and uh, they get back here to the Mountain West championship game. <laughs> You're right, Jimmy. This is familiar. Um, in 17 and 18, they played – here on the blue carpet uh pretty similar looking game 17-14 uh boise did not cover that one in 2017 fresno's uh, uh, tedford's first fresno team then in the snow and that looked kind of neat white snow on the blue carpet and uh, overtime over time fresno got them back the next year 19 to 16 and a great uh tedford team uh andy avalos has done a nice job, though, with uh, with uh, with with Boise here this season, and even with Bachmeyer leaving the, the team, I don't think that's that's bothered uh, Boise at all. This is a running mm. team now. Uh, the new quarterback Green is a runner. Halani uh, is a very good back, so they're going to just try and slam it here against uh, Fresno. But I'll tell you what, Tedford, I have seen him before, and, and when his team start covering numbers and winning games, they are very tough. Hayner gives them a much uh, a, a good quarterback edge here. Um, and they are scrappy as heck, and and uh, Boise is a little bit concerned. You know, a few weeks ago they lost that game, you know, at home to BYU. So I'm not quite sure they're ready to handle this uh, this impost with a young quarterback there. A lot of experience for Fresno quarterback Edge here. I think that's the difference. Twenty seven, twenty four. Bulldogs. So I think Fresno goes into uh, the blue carpet country and wins in a very triumphant uh, year for Jeff Tedford.
0: Yeah, Hayner's a pro, uh, uh, no doubt. Uh, but Boise, that mid season adjustment after that Friday night embarrassment uh, down in El Paso, uh, p- bringing back some old blood and Dirk Cutter and also yep. making a quarterback switch. And, uh, and Bachmar, uh, you know, hauls butt and gets out of there. It's, uh, you know, they've taken it back to. So they have uh, fixed this thing midstream. The uh the interim the interim uh coaches and interim offensive coordinators have been a great ATS uh angle this uh this season. Primetime games first of all first of all in Charlotte. Eight o'clock Eastern kick on ABC Clemson now out of the playoff consideration, seven and a half and sixty three and a half against North Carolina, neutral field in Charlotte.
1: Yeah, this game has lost a lot of its zip. I mean, a couple of weeks ago we thought, you know, Clemson might have a shot to get in the Final Four, and North Carolina was rolling, and Drake May was getting some Heisman talk. He finished the season with his two lowest passing uh, outputs of the season, so that uh, there went the Heisman talk. But. I mean, he's had a fantastic year, debut at quarterback, 35 TD passes, five picks. I mean, there were times this year when I saw May and I thought he looked like the best player in the country, Uh, not as much the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, Max defense had a lot of trouble early on. They were winning some shootouts, remember, back back in uh, September. uh, And and Gene Chizik on the stop unit, they seemed to tighten up some things as the season went along. But I'm still perplexed at a couple of these losses at the end of the season. North Carolina State, it's, what, fourth-string quarterback. Georgia Tech's third-string quarterback. That's not a very good look at the end of the season here, so they don't bring a lot of momentum here into Charlotte. Um, The other side, though, I don't know. You look at DJU and what he did last week. Listen, I I know Dabo has been walking a tight—he's tried to make this not a controversy at quarterback, but everybody I know who's close to Clemson says, look, Klubnik is going to be the guy. He's going to be the quarterback next year. He's probably better right now than DJU. Uh, dj had a pretty decent season but it all fell apart last week against the gamecocks eight of 29 that is not good and we had seen a couple of times um, a dab go go to the bullpen and pull uh, klubnik out clemson's defense also wasn't quite as dominant as uh, people were thinking and uh, maybe part of that is brent venables leaving he was better off as a defensive coordinator than as a head coach but uh, they were talking about this defense before the season, Jimmy. Like it was going to be Georgia's defense from last year. Right. It ain't. It ain't that right. good. No. And i I think this. Pro, I think North Carolina can probably hang in there because I just don't trust Clemson's offense to extend the margin. And we may see Klubnik in this game at some point too. Thirty to twenty six, Clemson. So I'm taking Mac Brown plus the points. Generally been a pretty good role for Mac. Uh, they haven't played Clemson in a few years, by the way. Twenty nineteen. Sort of announced Mac is back at North Carolina. They almost pulled a big upset early in the season. A two-point conversion miss in the last minute uh, against a great Clemson team that still had Trevor Lawrence and Etienne and know them. But I'll take Mac plus the points 30-26 Clemson. They win it. Don't cover it, I think, in Charlotte.
0: How many uh, ACC titles has Clemson won? Does it really mean that much? I mean, this is like a bowl game. Who's it mean more? Give me the Tar Heels uh, plus the point after the deflated... And uh, and now going into this game with all kinds of quarterback issues, and forget what Dabo has to say publicly on uh, DJU. I think he's he's trying to keep him uh, motivated, not uh, you know transfer whatever, but flat out silly with some of his uh, his uh, defenses uh, of him. He has been on a roller coaster ride, and when he's been bad, he's been really bad. You talk about lose some juice in this game. The conference has lost a lot of juice. This was a, we were really excited about this conference, especially quarterback play entering this season. We did we did our ACC preview, whether it's injuries at NC State and other places, maybe Keaton Slovis not living up to where we thought the, the level of play. Van Dyke and well Crystal Ball and that disaster of game management down Coral Gables. Um, it's just been it's been a flat flat uh, year in the ACC. And as far as it's concerned, RPI strength of conference, they are fifth out of the Power Five of this year. The ACC. Other game, how about this? How about uh, Captain Khaki Pants? Huh? You want to stop our? Uh, you want to stop our interior running game with numbers? Well, we're gonna throw over the top. And he, they were wobbly. They weren't the the, the prettiest, but. Man, they were effective. He just did not miss. when he had guys over the top available. Those three big long passing plays I mean were the difference uh, in this game. I can make a case for Michigan number one. I know one thing: they have the best win of the season at Ohio State. Well, but comfortably by three touchdowns. Huh, give me Michigan. Now we got here, and boy, they last year. Oh, the letdown spot after beating Ohio State. Well, they they blew Iowa out the gym. Uh, last year, 16 and a half, 51 and a half after that wild Western. Who's going to get in? Purdue gets in with their 14 point win over Indiana. Wolverines, best win of the season. Looks like they're in 16 and a half, 51 and a half over the Boilers.
1: Yeah. And that was really good last week. I mean, besides when we talked, we like, we like Michigan in that game, but the way that the way it went uh, came about, I mean, in the, in the first half, they weren't running the ball worth a lick. But McCarthy, who I like a lot as a quarterback, he really keeps plays alive, um, made, made some of the big plays through the air. And then the second half, they got the running game going and broke off those long runs. And they didn't in the end even, uh, you know, miss Blake Coram that much because the other guys were running big, big gainers. You're right. Last year, a lot of us, me included last year. Uh, we're thinking that might be a flat spot for Michigan last year because they hadn't beaten Ohio State in almost a decade, and they did it last year, and then the Iowa game, and they just took Iowa out early. That thing was over by the end of the first quarter. And I think Purdue's going to put up a little bit more of a fight just because this offense is a little bit more – is a little bit more diverse and, and O'Connell, who by the way, is a little you know family, someone passed away in his family this week. He left the team. Uh, he'll be back in there for Saturday. So there'll be a lot of emotion on the on the Purdue side. And Brom did a nice job to survive that scrum in the West. And it turns out the win over Illinois was the one that got uh, Purdue here. Harbaugh's probably happy that it's not Illinois here because that defense was really tough and kept uh, Michigan in check in that game a couple of weeks ago. That almost knocked the Wolverines from the unbeaten ranks. But I don't think Purdue's got enough here to slow down Michigan, which is going to go into the uh, playoff as a number two team, I believe, as long as Georgia doesn't lose this week. So uh, they'll do it something like last year. A little bit few more points for Purdue than Iowa scored last year, but not much. 42-17 score forecast here for Michigan. This is the sort of team you like in a situation like this. Harbaugh likes to win, likes to win big. They got momentum. Uh, Purdue will give it a shot for a while here, but I just don't think they're good enough to slow down this Michigan team, which is really, really looking good right now.
0: All right, uh, here again, Bruce's picks in the uh, Saturday 330-8 kickoff window. Troy, minus 9.5 against Coastal without Grayson McCall. Tulane, Willie Fritz, last game for him, we think so, minus 3 against Central Florida. LSU, plus 17.5 against Georgia. Fresno State riding the quarterback edge with Jake Hayner, uh, plus 3.5 on the Smurf turf at Boise. North Carolina, it just means more, even in the ACC. For the Tar Heels here, plus 7.5 against Clemson and Michigan to keep on rolling. Minus sixteen and a half against Purdue in the Big Ten championship. For Bruce Marshall of the Gold Sheet, I'm Jimmy Odd on the Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.